Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Welcome back to Renegade Performance Radio. I am Zach Nothling, your host been a while since I've been on the mic, had a lot of travel on, a few different shifts around the business, and uh, so it's just great to be back here today with you all. So it's Mental Health Awareness Week, and we're doing our part to help our community with some actionable tactics that you can use to improve your mental health. So each day over the next six days, we're going to be bringing you a different strategy for you to learn a little bit about and to think about and then some actionable things that you can then apply to your life to help you improve your mindset and your mental health. So day one, we have managing your mindset. So essentially what we're doing here is we want to help you with pathways to improve your mindset and to improve your mental health. So the mind, it is an intricate beast. Um, It's expansive um, and there's a lot to dive into when it comes to our thoughts and there's no secrets that our thoughts significantly affect and shape our daily experiences. And so with our thoughts, a lot of people don't realize how much they actually impact our mental health and how much that affects us over time. And so we're going to dive into some different techniques and strategies to help you manage your mindset and to foster that mental health improvement. And so the first thing that we're going to be doing when we talk about managing your mindset is actually understanding your mindset. And so before we dive into the how-to, we want to understand the what a little bit better. And so I'm going to talk to you a concept by a great author, Carol Dweck. She's a psychologist um, and she had a book that she uh, released a few years ago called Mindset. Um, And it identifies two primary types of mindsets. And the first one is your fixed mindset, which is where you believe the abilities that you have and the intelligence that you have are static. A fixed mindset revolves around that belief that our intelligence, um, our talents, our abilities, it's all unchangeable. And individuals with this mindset have a tendency to perceive challenges as threats, often avoiding them altogether uh, to prevent any future failure. Individuals with this mindset, they believe that success is a result of your innate talent rather than your persistent effort. And as a consequence, they generally find that they give up quite easily when faced with obstacles. When they receive feedback, especially if it's constructive criticism, they will often see that as like an attack on their abilities, on their capabilities, and they get defensive. And as a result, this often means they miss out on opportunities to grow and they remain trapped in these like habitual patterns and avoid venturing outside of their comfort zone, meaning that they never really get to grow. This mindset is so limiting and it just just discourages your ability to kind of grow and to become resilient, to become resilient. <laughs> and your ability to just have that lifelong learning. Then on the flip side to that, we have the growth mindset. So a growth mindset is believing that our abilities, your intelligent, it can all be developed with effort, with learning, and with perseverance. In the growth mindset, it's rooted in the belief that your intelligence, abilities, everything can be nurtured, it can be developed through your dedication, through consistent effort, and through your learning experiences. 
And so those of us who adopt this perspective see your challenges as an opportunity for growth, eagerly embracing them even at the risk of potentially failing. And they understand that success isn't solely just a result of the talent that you're born with, but rather the accumulation of your perseverance through having good strategies, having good support, and your willingness to overcome obstacles. When people with a growth mindset get feedback, including the constructive criticism that I was talking about before, it's welcomed as a valuable tool for self-improvement. And this mindset fosters your ability to kind of spur yourself on when you're struggling and to kind of stretch past your boundaries, evolve through your setbacks, and just continuously seek methods to better yourself. And so by cultivating a growth mindset, individuals, you're going to empower yourself to be a lifelong learner, constantly expanding your horizons and your potential. Those with a growth mindset tend to experience way less stress, uh, be way more adaptable to change, um, and just generally report better mental well-being. And so this is the mindset that we're aiming for. Now, when it comes to fixed mindset and growth mindsets, uh, it's not necessarily that you're one or the other. Uh, it's Think of it more like a spectrum, and there might be some areas of your life where you're a little bit more fixed mindset, and then other areas of your life where you're a little bit more growth mindseted. And it might not be that you're 100% growth mindseted, but you can be working towards that or more on that scale. And for the most part, pretty much all of us have a little bit of room for improvement when it does come to this fixed and growth mindset aspect. And so how do we get there? Today, I'm going to take you through three tactics to help you become more growth minded and to help you manage your mindset better. So the first one and the first and most important thing that needs to happen in order for you to be able to start anywhere is you have to become aware of your thoughts. Because if you don't know the way you're thinking, then you've got no idea about how you're actually going to change or what you need to change and you can't apply any strategy. It would be the same as a coach not looking at your um, lifts and trying to give you advice on how to be a better lifter or trying to give you nutrition advice without actually even seeing anything that you're doing within your nutrition at the moment. We need that context and you need that context so that you can be able to make those changes. And so self-awareness, it stands as the cornerstone of your mental health because it is the first critical step in understanding and navigating your emotional and cognitive landscape. It allows you to identify, dissect, and manage your emotions, pinpoint your triggers, and allow you to make decisions that align with your core beliefs. And through, through this lens, you can foster way healthier relationships and personal growth and establish way better coping mechanisms for when you are struggling. And if you don't have the self-awareness, um, which is the foundation for your mental well-being, it becomes a bit shaky and it makes it challenging for you to implement new strategies. And so one thing that you can do to action this is throughout the day, just pause for a moment and check in with your thoughts and ask yourself, what am I thinking about right now? Is this thought productive or counterproductive? How is this thought making me feel? And so by doing that, you're going to start to have some information about the way that you're thinking. So at the moment, when you're becoming self-aware, we're just collecting information. And so remember, your thoughts are not facts. They're fleeting and they can be shaped and they can be managed, changed and improved to better you more. 
Now, the second one, this is where it starts to get way more powerful. Second, I want you to think about challenging any negative self-talk. So once you've created awareness and you're aware of the negative thoughts that are coming up throughout the day, you can start challenging them a little bit. And one of the ones that I always find a really powerful tool is, would you say the things that you're telling yourself to a close friend? Often, we are our harshest critics. Challenging your negative self-talk, it's paramount because unchecked, it can actually start to shape your reality. And it creates the cycle of diminished self-worth and just reduced confidence and limited potential about what you're actually capable of achieving in your life. And these internal dialogues, they're just going to become deeply ingrained and they skew your whole perception of yourself and, and your world, your surroundings. And you start to become the type of person who thinks the world is against you and thinks that everything is um, wrong and that nothing good is happening in life. And that's not the way that we want to be living because the world isn't against us. And so by allowing these toxic narratives to live in your brain, you may find yourself trapped in a self-fulfilling prophecy where you believe you're destined to fail. And even if objective evidence proves otherwise or suggests otherwise, you'll potentially still believe it. And persistent negative self-talk, it can just completely erode your mental well-being, lead to increased stress, way more anxiety, and depressive symptoms. And so... Therefore, we want to be confront and reframe these internal messages. And it's absolutely critical, not just for a healthier like self and mind, but also for just your mental health and just achieving your potential, which is what we're all really here for, is living your life to your actual ability, to what you're capable. Now, in CrossFit, this can present itself in uh, several ways. And so the first one, extremely common, is your skill acquisition. So maybe you're struggling with um, some gymnastics or a technical lift. And let's use the snatch, for example. And let's say instead of seeing it as like a learning curve, maybe you're struggling to come under the bar or progress, you might think to yourself, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to get this right. I'm just not built for this. All right. Then what about workout intensity? Maybe you've got a, a challenging conditioning piece and you might catch yourself thinking, I'm too slow. Everyone else is finishing before me. What's wrong with me? Then, extremely common, and one that I talk to people about a lot, is physical comparison. In a gym setting, it's completely natural to occasionally compare yourself. But you might sometimes look around and tell yourself, I'll never have a physique like that. They're so much stronger than me. Why should I even try? Then, scaling workouts. This one here could have a whole podcast on it by itself. Actually, all three, four of the ones that I've already gone through could as well. And we've got scaling workouts. So the beauty of CrossFit is its scalability and suiting it to your level, optimizing it for where you're at. But you might view scaling as a failure, thinking, if I scale down, does it mean I'm not good enough? That's another option, right? Then recovery, another thing uh, that can be negatively impacted in rest days. And so we all know that rest is essential. And anyone that does CrossFit competitions, I'd be willing to bet a massive chunk of you overtrain. But your rest is essential. But you might say to yourself, or maybe you feel, I'm being lazy if I skip rest day. Will I fail if I take today off? Then you've got your plateaus, which are inevitable in this journey. Everybody hits plateaus. But during a time where you are experiencing plateaus, you might think to yourself, is this the best I can do? Maybe I won't get any better. 
then you've got your connection, your peer interaction, your in the gym, like the, the relationships that have been developed. And you might think that something along the lines of uh, maybe I don't belong in this computer uh, in this community. Um, do people even like me here? Gym dynamics can be very tricky. So we've got a bunch of different occasions that this might actually occur in your life and your experiences. You might have one, you might have a couple, you might have all of them. If you don't have any of them, then you are a very strong-minded person and that's epic. And so it's essential for us to catch these thoughts and challenge them and by trying to turn them into some sort of uh, constructive reframe or constructive reflection or some sort of more positive affirmation. And so everyone's journey in this is going to be unique and it, this what we're going through now isn't like a magic pill that's going to fix you in uh, one time by starting to use it. It's going to take work and just like your snatches are a work in progress or your gymnastics are a work in progress, changing these negative thought patterns is a work in progress as well. And so let's look at the examples that I just gave you before. So we've got skill acquisition. So the negative thought might be, I'm never going to get this. You could challenge and replace that with something along the lines of, Every skill takes time and practice. Each session, I'm getting a bit closer to mastering this. Then you've got your workout intensity. Your negative thought might be, I'm too slow. But the challenge and replacement to that would be, it's not about my speed right now, it's about progress. Every time I push through this, I'm improving. And so you're looking at yourself as a work in progress rather than a pass-fail. Then the physical comparison. The negative thought, I'm never going to have a body like that. Your challenge and replacement will be, everybody's different. I'm working towards being the best version of myself, not someone else. Then we have the scaling workouts. The negative thought might be, if I scale this down, it means I'm not good enough. It means I cheated. And the challenge and replacement is going to be, scaling is about smart training. I'm listening to my body and making sure I progress safely. Then you've got your rest days. The negative thought would be, I'm being lazy if I skip a day of the gym. The challenge of replacement is rest is crucial. It's part of my training. My body needs this to come back stronger. Then you've got your plateaus, your performance plateaus. Your negative thought would be, is this the best I can do? Why am I not getting better? Your challenge of replacement would be something along the lines of plateaus are a natural part of the process. Maybe I'll look at tweaking a few things in my training and get a coach to help me through this. Then finally, your peer interaction. The negative thought would be, do people even like me here? And the challenge and replacement would be, building connection takes time. I'm going to make an effort to engage and get to know people better. We're all here for the same purpose. And so you can see by challenging these negative thoughts and replacing them with something more constructive, you're going to start to see some benefit. But remember, it's a continuous process. As I said earlier, doing this once isn't going to magically make all of the negative thoughts go away. You're going to need to retrain your mind. You need to do the reps, just like you need to do the reps to get better at anything else. You need to do the reps with this uh, thought process in order to get better at it, order, in order to become stronger. Then, once you've got through those, um, those the, that bit of reframing, another really, really powerful tool is celebrating your wins. Particularly in CrossFit, but in life in general, it's extremely easy for us to just be thinking about all of the shit that we're not doing or that we can't do or that everybody else is doing better than us. And so 
one thing that I've always believed in is the power of celebrating your small wins. And now it might seem trivially at, trivially at first, but giving yourself a pat on the back for something minor can go a really long way. Those little victories, they're going to accumulate. They're going to be the stepping stone to your bigger achievements. When you acknowledge those little wins, you start to build more confidence. And when you take to a moment to recognize them and celebrate them, you're not just boosting your mood and like geeing yourself up. You're actually starting to reinforce a positive mindset. And that, as I said earlier, builds confidence. It's like telling yourself, hey, I did that. I can do more of that. I did five. I reckon I can probably do seven or eight. And you start to be able to push yourself that little bit further. And so next time you achieve something, no matter how small, give yourself some credit. It's all part of the journey and every single little win starts to count. Made it through a challenging day at work and still got to the gym, celebrate it. Completed a task that you've been avoiding, celebrate it. Your mind is going to thrive on this positive reinforcement. Give it plenty. And one thing I just want to reiterate, this isn't um, exclusive to like results or outcomes. For example, it's not just exclusive to getting more pull-ups or lifting a heavier weight. We really actually want to be spending more time celebrating the actions that are going to lead you to achieving said outcomes. The action of completing your accessory work, the action of doing your mobility, the action of preparing healthy lunges, the action of getting to bed on time. You celebrate all of that stuff and I guarantee you, you will become highly successful in whatever you're pursuing because those consistent actions, those really basic things, the basic shit, that done repetitively and celebrated and acknowledged is what is going to lead to success. And so in conclusion, you've got to think of your mindset as a work in progress, as like a muscle like you work in the gym or a garden that you can cultivate. But really, like, let's use the gym um, for one because when you first came to the gym, you were probably weak and had no idea what you were doing. But you got some advice, um, you got some coaching, and you started to get stronger and fitter and learn new stuff. The same thing's going to happen with your mind. You're going to be able to, you're going to start working on these tactics that I've talked about, and you're probably going to suck. You're probably going to forget to use them a few times. That's okay. But the act of just starting is how you're going to learn and how you're going to start to get better at using them, using them more frequently, and then becoming more consistent with them. And so my biggest recommendation for this is to try set up some sort of structure that allows you time to actually think. Our lives are so busy, but by just setting up maybe like five minutes a day or even two minutes a day where you've got quiet and you can just think and you can reflect on some of the stuff that I've been talking about, this is going to be extremely powerful for you in building your mindset and becoming more strong-minded. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.